All right, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PG Janky. We're going to run it back from the Monday night game in between the Denver Broncos and the Buffalo Bills. Give you my thoughts on everything from that game. Review how we did for the week. And give you our post-week 10 power rankings. Alright, let's go to the game. We saw... Definitely probably not the way that we thought this game would come on out. Denver victorious. 24-22. to So hats off to the Broncos first off. Hats off to the Broncos. Their defense came to play. Did what it had to do. Offense did just enough to win. Russell Wilson, 192 yards, two touchdowns. Great running game from Javante Williams. But I think the true story of this game is how Buffalo played, guys. We saw from the first from the first snap, James Cook had the ball ripped away from him, led to three points from Denver. Now, the only thing that I'll say about Buffalo is I think they were extremely lucky that the Broncos didn't beat them by more. Really, that's the one thing. And I got to say, Josh Allen, with the interceptions, I get it that he's a gunslinger. I get it that he's got this mentality. But he can't be putting his team in this bad situation every time. The defense can't keep up with it. And the problem is, you know, everybody's giving him the comparisons to, oh, you know, Brett Favre, he had a lot of interceptions. Yeah, but Brett Favre also put a lot of points on the board. The problem with Buffalo right now, especially over the last couple weeks, they're not putting enough points on the board. I get it. You got a gunslinger mentality. Hey, we're going to try. We're going to try to get it every time. He's trying to fit the ball in windows. I don't think he can. I don't think you should. And I think the one thing that you got to look at is when Brian Dayball was there, he tried to limit those tendencies, if you will, to fit the ball into windows or the, the needless interceptions, let's just call it. And now with Ken Dorsey, it's like he's reverted back. And Ken Dorsey's like, yeah, throw it, man. Throw it. Throw it. Yeah, let's do it. Throw it. And it's just not working out. It's just not working out. And then if you're going to talk about with Buffalo, they're 5-5 five and five right now. Let's just look at their next... Let's just look at their next couple games. They got the Jets. Then they got the Eagles. Then they got a bye week. Then they got the Chiefs, they got the Cowboys, and then they got the Chargers. They end with Patriots and Dolphins. So that's the, that's the next couple weeks for, for the remaining Buffalo schedule. I don't know. I mean, they're 5-5. Five and five. I can't say that they're going to be 10-7 and seven when this is all done. They're probably looking at 8-9, and 9-8. Nine. Nine and that might be the best case scenario. I mean, sure, we could probably say they're probably going to beat the Jets. They owe the Jets, but the Jets beat them earlier this year. Let's be mindful of that. Okay, so let's say the Jets. So that's one win. So that's six and five. Eagles, probably a loss. So you're back to six and six. Bye week. Chiefs, probably a loss. Six and seven. Cowboys, probably a loss. Six and eight. Chargers, let's say they beat the Chargers. Okay, seven and eight. Let's say you beat the Patriots. You're at 8-8. Eight and eight. Then it comes to the Dolphins. I don't know what they're going to do. They beat the Dolphins pretty handily the first time, but they're going to be in Miami this time. So, anyways. Needless to say, long story short, 
Buffalo Bills, as I predicted earlier in this podcast at the beginning of the season, are in trouble. And a lot of that is their offense relies too much on Josh Allen and only Josh Allen doesn't give you too much else to think about. And Josh Allen is putting his team in bad situations that they can't recover from. And you know what? At the end of the year, I hate to say this, but if Buffalo falls flat and falls far, you know, out of the playoff race, you might be looking at a new coaching staff in Buffalo. And I hate to say it, but maybe Sean McDermott's not that team to push him over the edge. I don't know. I think McDermott's a heck of a coach, but people are going to get impatient. You know, they're looking at it as wasting Josh Allen's best year. So needless to say, I don't know what's going to happen, but Buffalo is definitely in trouble. Denver, real quick, definitely pointing, arrows pointing up for them. They've been playing really great the last couple weeks. Cats off to that defense. Need to work on the offense a little bit more. And I'm going to say this. I talked about this with a couple friends. Russell Wilson is not a snap decision, snap passer guy. And I think one of that reasons is because when I saw him live this this last year, Russell Wilson is only six feet tall. He's probably actually only five foot eleven. He can't see over the line. He can't see over the guys. He, you know, I, I, it was kind of frustrating watching the game last night. And you're like, hey, Russell, throw the ball. Russell, throw the ball. Russell, he's open. I don't think he can see the guy that's open. I don't think he can see the guy right away. He's got to like do like seven steps back just so he can see who's open. So, needless to say, just a little observation for you on the Russell Wilson height. Nothing new there, but it's just, you know, because everybody, you know, I was talking to some guys and it's like, hey, why doesn't he make a snap position? Well, because he can't make, he can't see the guys that are open. So, all right, let's go over, let's review the week. 14 games, money line, 10 for four. Against the spread, coming on strong lately, I was 10, 2, and 2 with, uh, so the last two are two pushes. And then the over-under, kind of middle of the road, 7-7. Seven and seven. So year-to-date money line, I'm 91-59. and 59. Against the spread, I'm starting to catch up, 63-80-6. and six. And then money uh, over-under, 81-67-2. All right, let's get into these power rankings. We don't, have to, we don't have to talk on them long, but let's talk about them. Number 32, Carolina Panthers. I don't think this is any surprise here. Bottom of the tier team, Bryce Young's got a lot of work to do. They've got to put some people behind Bryce Young to help him out. They have no skill position players there whatsoever. Okay, needless to say, number 31, New York Giants. It's it's going to be a long season, Giants. I, I mean, you, you, I was proud of you guys for scoring 17 points against Dallas. I mean, really, you could just say it was 10 points because Dallas did not care about that touchdown at the end. But um, you're going to be looking at a high draft pick, and you're probably going to be wondering if they're going to be taking a quarterback to replace Daniel Jones. And I know Daniel Jones can't really say much because he tore his ACL. So they probably haven't signed for next year. But I'm sure they're going to be looking at a quarterback. Number 30, New England Patriots. Whew, man, how the mighty have fallen. It, it's a... Crap show on the sideline. You got Bill O'Brien yelling at Mac Jones. Mac Jones not looking like he's carrying. Bill Belichick, you know, he doesn't really show any emotions. I don't know what's going on with this team other than it is a dumpster fire. That's the only way to describe it. 
Number 29, team kind of trending up. Kyler got back, a little spark. Arizona Cardinals, they play some competitive football. They could be climbing up this list a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Number 28, I've got the Chicago Bears. You know, not a great win against the Carolina Panthers, but they won regardless. Defense is definitely looking more stout every week. So I think they're going to continue that trend. We'll just have to see if they can keep their guys healthy, see what they look like with Justin Fields coming back. Number 27, the Los Angeles Rams. They were on a bye, so they couldn't really fall too far or move up too far. Got to see what uh, Matthew Stafford's health status is. Got to see that to see where they're going to be. Number 26, the Green Bay Packers. It is in danger of falling further down this list. They didn't play bad against the Steelers, but man, they just can't seem to put a whole game together. And that passing game is still something to be worked on. And actually, that whole offense is something that needs to be worked on. Number 25. This team is kind of free-falling here, in my opinion, and, and could be falling even farther soon. Atlanta Falcons. I think they have to honestly look at themselves and see. They need a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. Arthur Smith, I don't know if he's the answer there. I don't know if he's going to get a chance to find another quarterback. They got a lot of skill position players to be playing subpar. That's my only thought about them. Number 24, Washington Commanders. Hey, hard-fought game against the Seattle Seahawks. They still got some fight in this team. But we all know that it's going to get pushed. The the, the reset button is going to be pushed after the season. Number 23, Kind of, you know, was expected more out of this team this week, and that's the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Will Levis still didn't play too bad. I don't think you, like I reviewed yesterday, I don't think you should have Will Levis drop back 39 times. I think you should get Derrick Henry involved more in the game. But that's my own thought. I think they still have a little bit left in the tank to be climb up these uh, power rankings a little bit, but we'll see what happens. Number 22, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Playing definitely good ball. They beat the Jets. That's not necessarily something to write home about. The Jets can't score offense at all. But, hey, win's a win. And the Raiders have uh, knocked off two wins in a row. Number 21, the Denver Broncos. Definitely, definitely a team that could be sneaking up further in this power list ranking very soon. Defense playing better. Offense trending better. I'm seeing what Sean Payne's starting to do. And I think it's starting to work. And I think the guys are starting to buy in to the team that Sean Payton is trying to go with and the the philosophy or coaching style, if you will, that he's instilling in these players. I think they're all starting to buy into it a little bit on offense and defense. Number 20, New York Jets. Like I said, the Jets' defense is so good that makes their offense not to be able to score either. But you have to see what happens with these Jets. I don't know where, which way they're pointing. I thought they were trending very well last couple two week you know three weeks ago, but definitely not uh, a good showing these last couple weeks. Number nineteen, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Question that I have for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is: Can they put a season together to go and win this division? Because this division is completely winnable. The Saints are more playing like the Aints than the Saints, but needless to say, can the Buccaneers put it together win this division? Number 18 on this list, the Houston Texans. Wow, what a win against the Cincinnati Bengals. What a win. Great win against the Bengals. Hats off to them. 
trending better and better each game. Can they make any noise for playoffs? I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I mean, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves about CZH job being MVP candidate too. I think he'll be offensive player of the uh, rookie of the year. But needless to say, Texans, arrows pointing up big time. Number 17, Indianapolis Colts. You beat a bad New England team, but the main thing is you won. You traveled all the way to Germany. You came away with a victory. Gardner Minshew, if he could limit those turnovers, I believe is starting quarterback in this league. Does that mean he's a starting quarterback for the Colts next year? I doubt it. They got Richardson, but he can probably make a case to be a starter somewhere in this league. Number 16, the New Orleans Saints. Number 16, the New Orleans Saints. Probably should be lower on this list. Wasn't a good game, but they ran into that buzzsaw of Minnesota Vikings and how well they're playing. So I can't take too much away from the Saints. Do they have enough to win this division? I don't know. Their defense is puzzling me lately. Should be playing better and doesn't seem like it is. Number 15, Los Angeles Chargers. Trending so well the last couple weeks. And then, of course, the Chargers beat the Chargers and play zero defense against the Lions and and get, you know, beat 41-38. Number 14, Seattle Seahawks. Do they have enough in the tank to make it into the playoffs in the NFC and make some noise in the playoffs? I think they do. I just don't know how much. One week they look really good. One week they look really bad. One week they look just okay. I don't know this identity of this team. And really, for how great of a running backs they have, I'm not seeing that running game be consistent enough. All right, number 13. Kind of free-falling here. Talked about him in length at the beginning of the show. Buffalo Bills. Ah, that offense is a problem. Defense is playing pretty well. That offense is a problem. And, you know, last year, Sean McDermott, you know, Kind of threw Leslie Frazier under the bus. Was like, hey, you know, it's my defensive coordinator. I'll coach the defense. We'll get in under wraps. What's he going to say this year? Oh, it's Ken Dorsey's problem? I don't know. Something's got to happen there. Something's got to give. And and I have a feeling it's going to be the coaching staff. All right, number 12, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, they should feel so lucky that their defense is good. Or at least makes enough plays for them. Because that offense cannot seem to put anything together. Like I said, though, yesterday. Better trend on the running game. What they're doing with Najee Harris and Warren, it's becoming a great one-two punch, but that got to have a little bit more offensive output, though, the whole game. Seems like they have some early, and then they just kind of fall asleep for a while, and then maybe get a little bit at the end. All right, number 11. (laughs) A team that I did not expect a couple weeks ago to be talking about maybe right outside the top 10 or maybe being in the top 10 soon. That's the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Kevin O'Connell, Brian Flores, hats off to both of you. Play calling has been great. You've been managing the games well for these guys. you got your team believing, and you started to make a believer out of me that this team might be able to sneak in to the NFC playoff picture. With Josh Dobbs, mind you. Okay, number 10, Miami Dolphins. They didn't move anywhere. They were on a bye. They got a lot to prove against good teams, but we'll see what happens. Number nine, Cleveland Browns. Great win. They were down by 14 multiple times in this game and kept them back to want to win. It was very impressive. Defense wasn't the greatest the other day, but made enough plays. 
Deshaun Watson definitely had a way better second half than first half. Great win for the Cleveland Browns. I definitely think that this team has the makings to be a playoff team. We'll have to see what happens for the rest of the year. That AFC North is a gauntlet to run for all of them. Speaking of AFC North, number eight, Cincinnati Bengals. They ran into the Texans, but man, that defense that was playing lights out the last couple games, holding really good teams to under 20 points, gave up a lot of points to Houston. And I'm not saying that, you know, Houston doesn't deserve some credit, but man, Bengals, what happened? And then they got a they got a they got a tough test against Baltimore on Thursday night football. Short week. Number seven, Jacksonville Jaguars. Tough loss. Was expecting way more out of them on Sunday against the Niners, but the Niners uh, looked like they came to play and handled their business against Jacksonville. Number six, Baltimore Ravens. Still think this is one of the best teams in the league. Pretty concerning that they gave up multiple 14-point leads in that game against Cleveland. Something to work on with the Ravens. Still one of the best teams in the league. Number five, Detroit Lions. Great win against the Chargers. Went into L.A. Scored, 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 scored. Defense. Kind of puzzled that they played kind of lackluster, if you will. Not that great. Zero sacks. Defense has got to show up a little bit better. But sneakily becoming one of the best teams in the NFL. Number four, San Francisco 49ers. Defense showed up. Brock Purdy showed up. Eliminated the mistakes. Offense is rolling. Debo's back. Trent Williams is back. This team healthy is a force to be reckoned with. Number three, Dallas Cowboys. They're on the they're right on the right page. They beat up on bad teams, I get it. They got to beat a few good teams, but they're going to have plenty of opportunities coming on up against Buffalo, against the Eagles, against a couple other people. Dallas, you write your own ticket to the playoffs. All right, number two, Kansas City Chiefs on a bye. Number one, Philadelphia Eagles. And those two teams will vie for the top spot in the power rankings next Monday on Monday Night Football. All right, guys. That's going to do it for Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll see you on Thursday. We're going to give you our uh, preview of the Thursday night game in between the Bengals and the Ravens and give you our picks all the way through Sunday. And then Friday, the peas with PJ. Thank you guys for joining Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Janky. But I am out. <laughs>